song. What a wonderful song. Voices of Psalm 95, everyone. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful song. We appreciate that so much. Welcome to Stratford Heights tonight. You are in for a wonderful treat. Not only is there great music, but there's great preaching. We're going to have a wonderful time together. Uh, this week, uh, as we announced in the earlier services, we're going to be decorating for Christmas come Friday and Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m., and if you want your church to look beautiful for the holidays, it's one of those times when we get a lot of people here that don't normally come to church, and we want to put our best foot forward. So if you'd like to be a part of that, you can also. Uh, the weather is going to be more cooperative this Tuesday afternoon, so we're going to try to do the stuff outside in the afternoon on Tuesday. If you want to talk to Angel Brashear more about that, she will get you directed and hooked up right where you need to go, and we're going to make the place look beautiful. Amen? That being said, we're going to get out and welcome each other to church, especially if you're here visiting tonight or maybe you're here for the first time. We want to get around, we want to shake your hand, and we want to introduce ourselves and welcome you to church. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy 
How many of you know there's power in the name of Jesus? Amen. I take the authority my Father has given me to cast out Satan's principality. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. I take the authority. I take the authority.
some of you know that tonight. He has to flee. In the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. I never shall forget when Jesus, he washed my sins away. He took me up to higher ground and I'm standing here today. On Christ the solid rock I stand and your own sinking sand. For every knee shall bow and every tongue confess and you'll call him Lord once again.
desire to be in your presence, and we're so thankful that you're here amongst us tonight. ask that you administer, Lord, to your people. Lord, those that may have come tonight with a heavy burden, Lord, ask that you would take that burden from them, Lord, and that you administer to them tonight. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing through us and what you're going to do, Father, in the future, in each and every one of our lives. Lord, we honor you tonight. We thank you. Amen. You may be seated. Ushers are coming to assist us as we continue in our worship this evening with our giving. We're going to give back to him for all that he's given us. I don't know where I would be without the Lord in my life. I'm so thankful that he loved me enough to send someone to minister to me, to rescue me. And just as we sang tonight, that he keeps us because he sustains us and he sure keeps me. So let's honor him. Let's pray. Lord, once again, we come to you, Lord. We come to your throne. Lord, we honor you tonight with our giving. We're so thankful, Lord, for 
all that you've done for us, Father. And we ask that you would bless this offering, Lord, that it would meet the needs of your church, Lord, and your missionaries that you have throughout the world, Lord. It's our desire, Lord, to take the message of salvation, Lord, to those that are disconnected, Lord, to those that are lonely, Lord, those that are alone in this world. I ask that you would use us, Lord, as a beacon of light, Lord, that we may bring your love and your hope to them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This next number that the choir is going to present this evening in worship is entitled, We Believe. And it is a song of exactly what we believe. We believe that God is the Father. He's the creator of all things. We believe in Jesus, his only son. We believe in the Holy Spirit that is with us. We also believe that one day he's coming again. The graves will open, right? That everyone will see him with their eyes. That is what we're going to sing about now. So worship with us as you give your offering and as we give this song in worship for you.
Well, how many of you believe tonight? I believe. I like a song that'll speak to what we stand on, our foundation. It's a little too hot up here. And thank you. This is Voices of Psalm 95 one more time. Did they do a great job tonight ministering and worshiping? Thank you so much. I'm telling you, we got talent all over this church. One, one of these days, they'll release the nursery to come up here and sing as well. I'm saying we got every age group represented. Love it when Psalm 95, the voices of Psalm 95 get up. I love the men of valor when they sing and bring the house down. Love it when our youth sing. Don't our young people do good? And then we've got the create, what are they, uh, celebration, celebrate recovery band. We got bands everywhere. The Esperanza band, they do a wonderful job, man. So wonderful. The very last time Miss Baranza sang with us, we ended up not even having a preaching service. We had a prayer line. We had, Brother Napier, we had an old-fashioned prayer line. We prayed for over two, 300 people that night and literally had people walking through here, and it was an amazing night. I want to recognize Brother and Sister Napier who are with us. They're special guests for us. This is the senior adult pastor down at Princeton Pike. They're here visiting. This is Amy and Jeff's. Uh, it's Amy's father and mother, and we're glad they're here. Stand up, Brother Napier. We'd love to have you. And Sister Napier, thank you. We love it when you're able to be here with us. They said they didn't have service down at the pike tonight, so they slipped in here to see what we were up to. So you be up to something good. <laughs> we love them, and we honor them, and thank them for being with us tonight. And I know Amy's smiling a little more when her mom and daddy's with her. Tonight... So thankful for the Lord and how he moved this morning. Thank you for your responses to the service and how God touched and he, he really ministered to people. When we understand that God is who he says he is, that God is who he said he is, you can't take everything to the bank here in this world. You can't trust everybody. We've been fine from watching the news that it's not always that you can trust even the closest people to you, your families. Sometimes even things go wrong there. But we have found it to be true that he is faithful. He is faithful, tested, tried and true. From the very beginning of time, from Genesis to Revelation, God's word has never failed, not one word. And You can call on him and you can count on him. If you believe it, say amen. Man, I want you to stand with me for the reading of God's word. We're going to go in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 9 tonight. Very familiar passage of scripture. Two folks you know well, and you could probably, I told Brother Napier, he's probably preached this very message a thousand times. But we'll see what kind of twist I can put on it tonight. Because it's important that we understand in these last days what's available to us as children of God. It's important that we are hungry and thirsty for God. Never before has it ever been more important than now that we see the times for what it is, perilous times. And that we truly get hungry and thirsty for more of God. This is not a time when it's right to debate whether or not uh, we, we have the gifts. If you know, I hear people, they, they sit around and question and want to break bread over theology debate. You know, is God the powerful God that he said? Is the gift still in operation? Is it still working? I'm telling you, I want in these last hours, I want everything there is from God. His word, if he even makes a little bit of an insinuation that I can get closer and closer. I love the attitude that Moses had when he said, I want to see you. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. 
I want to see the power of God in this day and hour. I want to see, and I believe that he is, and we've got a testimony. She's sitting right here in the house tonight. I wouldn't embarrass her, but I'd say this. God absolutely, in the service this morning, took a situation that was as black as night and turned it upside down, and tonight there is a complete miracle in their house. I'm telling you, somebody give God praise and give him glory. Amen. Young man came forward during the prayer time. Don't he know better than that? Don't he know we're supposed to wait until we give the altar call at the end? But he stumbled down to the altar just 10 minutes into the service, tears stripping down his face. And I said, what do you need God to do, son? He said, I need to get saved. Is that all right? There is a road to power. And in the last days, it is so important that we as the church, the church of the living God, that we have power in the church. There's got to be miracles. The word of God has got to be alive in our midst. I don't want to hear about miracles over in third world countries, you know, where they need him and they're desperate. Sometimes I feel and I worry, Nancy, that we're not as desperate as the rest of the world is. But you know what? If I've got anything, Cindy, if I've got anything that I know that I know that I know, I know I can't go another hour without him. I need his strength. I need his power in my life. I need, I can't rest on my own ingenuity. I don't have enough brain power. I don't have enough in me to understand and intelligence. I can't do it on my own. I'll never win this battle of life. But I have found that when he takes hold of my hand and I have his presence with me, I have found that he gives me strength to overcome and to be victorious. And I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. His power, we need the power in the church. I won't apologize for the fact that we pursue power. It may not appease the, the highfalutin folks of our community, but I'm finding in my experience that they're just as hungry as we are. Power in the church. Power in the church. Going to tell you what we're going to do next Sunday night, and I hope you'll come. And I know a lot, it looks like a lot of folks decided to stay home tonight. Was there a game on, or did Disney have a special or something? Next Sunday night, we're coming to the house of the Lord for a prayer service. Next Sunday night, we're going to turn this into a prayer service. We're coming in here with assignments for prayer. Now, I, I realize how that works, Brother Brian. I, I know how that works. Because, see, you, you call a family fun fest, like we had last Sunday. You and I talked about this. And, and we, we loved it. We loved it. It was wonderful. Thank you, all those who worked on the steering committee. It was amazing. Thank goodness. Over 2,000 people. Some said 2,500. They corrected me after service this morning. That were here on the campus last week. That's wonderful. But sometimes I'll call a prayer service on a Sunday night and we might have, I don't even want to speak it. But I'm going to challenge you, you to be here and we're going to challenge everyone else to come. 
to come and spend time in prayer. And then at the conclusion of prayer, we'll pray until it feels done. You know how my grandma used to do? She used to go in there and I'd say, Grandma, don't you set the timer? No. I'd say, Grandma, it should be 22 minutes on high, 350 degrees. She says, it ain't done till it's done. She'd open that thing, she'd look at it, she'd smell it, she'd take her fork and dip it down in there. Mm -mm, a few more minutes. So we'll pray until we're done. And then when we're done, we're going to worship. We're going to get the choir out, we'll get all the people out, and we're going to worship, and we'll just spend time loving and praising God and thanking Him for hearing our prayers. And then after that, we might read a couple scripture. And then we're going to go be ready for the week. We're going to call a solemn assembly of prayer next Sunday night. All in favor, say aye. Amen. Amen. We want to get on this road to power. We want to see miracles take place in our church like we're seeing. We want people to be saved. It'll come through those things. You know, I could, I could call a, a high-powered revival next Sunday night, but you know what I found? I found that if we'll get on our face and seek the God of revival, we'll see it at every service. We'll see it every time we meet. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. I sense the anticipation in this house tonight. Have you ever dared ask God for a double portion? Have you dared to ever believe him for a double outpouring? Listen to me, young people. This is not for the foreign uh, church. This is not for the people who don't know any better. This is for you that have been raised up. I want you hungry and thirsty for God. Some of you need him more than you even think you do. Wow, I feel like I need to say that again. Some of you need him more than you think you do. Say amen. We've got to get hungry. Blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The kind of power, the kind of power in the church that can stop and close up the heavens. The kind of power that can stop a move that's happening in the enemy camp. The kind of power that can call down fire if necessary. The kind of power, Rick, that'll be there at the emergency room in the middle of the night. That kind of power is what we need in the church. Give me a little more in the house so I'm not screaming. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. Now many folks didn't understand. Elijah was looking for the chariot. He already knew. God had already told him a secret. Oh, do you know how many times I've gotten in my prayer closet and I've said, God, tell me something I don't know. Tell me something I don't know. And Elisha said, I pray thee, 
let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Father, we ask in your name, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you speak to us now, starting right here with this preacher. May every word be yours. All my planned words, may they fall by the wayside. I pray it in the name of Jesus. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. And everyone agreed and said amen. Amen. You can be seated. Elijah was a normal man. Elijah was not a special man that was that come down through the heavenly DNA. He was just a normal man who loved God, served God, was faithful to God, much like you and me, just a normal guy. But at his command, the heavens became as brass. The clouds closed up. The windows were shut in heaven and the rains were stopped. He did not... It did not rain for the space of three and a half years when his, his anointing and his power, the words in his power, the power in his words spoke to the heavens and stopped the rain. It was there that we start to see that this very normal man had an unusual calling upon his life. I tell you, God is looking for those who will be faithful to him, who will make themselves available for the power of the Lord to work through them. We've got too many mamby-pamby, wishy-washy Christians in the church today. Is that all right? We've got too many folks that wimp along and want to give a little bit here and a little bit there and just want to get through until the rapture bus comes. I'm telling you, we're in a battle for the souls of men and women and our children. We're in a battle. They're dealing with drugs. They're dealing with alcohol. They're dealing with premarital and promiscuous sex. They're in the sex trades and they're in all kinds of trouble. These days it's almost embarrassing to watch the Fox News channel because of the stories that you hear over and over and over again. Oh, the church has got to wake up. The church has got to be on fire. The church has got to have power. We've got to get set free. We've got to understand that when he went to the cross, that wasn't so you'd have a cute necklace around your neck. It was there so that you and I would be flames of fire in a world of darkness that needs to hear the gospel. I'm sorry, I am on fire tonight. Andrew's looking at me like, oh brother, I'm going to get a fire extinguisher. Be ready for the fire. Don't let it burn the carpet. Don't let it burn us all. Amen. He's an all-consuming fire. Elijah's word stops the rain, but Elijah's promise multiplies a widow's food. Elijah's prayer restores that very widow's son to life. This is a normal man. This is a normal man in everyday character. A guy just serving God. Oh, where's the hunger? Where are the young men? Where are the young ladies? Where are the fathers, the husbands? Where is the hunger? Where are we seeking out and praying underneath the porch of the altar? Where is the power-hungry servants of Almighty God? I challenge our church. I challenge our men. I challenge our women. I challenge us to get beyond the infamous, uh, how do we say, the, the celebrityism that has touched the church at large. I ask us to get past that and that we stop worrying about 
patting each other on the back and we worry, we stop worrying about making sure everybody's noticed and recognized and everybody's got the right titles. I'm telling you, I've said it years ago and I say it tonight. There is no glory in man. There is only glory at the foot of the cross of Calvary. That's where our glory comes. We know the story of Mount Carmel. And how this very normal man called down fire from heaven. Well, was he Presbyterian? Was he Methodist? Was he Lutheran? Was he Church of God first, second, or third? I'm so tired of all of that. So tired of the things that separate us and blind us. I told the Lord not to use my words, so these are his. Give me a little more in the house. I'm screaming. No, he wasn't Methodist, Church of God, Assemblies of God. He was none of those things. Elijah was a man with a calling on his life. He didn't adhere to any particular doctrine. He he committed himself, body, mind, and soul to the heart of God, to the passion of God. Of God's love for humanity. This was Elijah. This very prayer called down fire from heaven. I'm going to warn you. I called down fire on the way in the door tonight. I said, Lord, it's starting to get dark and it's getting a little cold and some folks are not going to feel like getting out on a Sunday night. We're about one of the only churches, Brother Napier, between y'all and us. We're about it. Nobody else has a service on Sunday night. They laugh at me at some of the minister gatherings. They say things about us. They joke about us. But you know what? We see people healed, saved, delivered. We see people on fire for God getting called to ministry. And as long as the power of the Lord and the presence of the Lord honors our gathering, we'll come together in his house on the Lord's day. On the Lord's day. But we also know this very normal man was tormented by Jezebel for his firm stand against the prophets of Baal. And he resorted to hiding. He ends up underneath a juniper tree and there he Calls out for God to kill him. Just let me die. God looked at him like he looks at you and me. He looks at our discouragement. He looks at our tiredness and our weariness and he understands. He understands way more than you and I will ever understand. How many of you know we're harder on ourselves than God is? God loves you. God knows where you are, and God is working out in your life the plan that he has for you. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. You've got to look at what he's doing on the inside. God is doing something. God is transforming and changing, turning you upside down. The Lord's got a mighty and a good work in store for his children, and I believe tonight he's speaking to us. Elijah's word restores Rain to the land. He calls down fire later on and, and on soldiers. Elijah divides the waters of the Jordan. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, he comes up on a young man plowing in a field. And Elijah's already been down the avenue and come back around twice. And he sees this man and he recognizes the calling on Elisha's life. 
He recognizes, and we've got to recognize that we're in a continual cycle. You know, I can't help it. I'm real sorry that D.A. Biggs is no longer around. I'm sorry. I know he was a great pastor anointed with the fire of the Holy Spirit. But guess what? He's walking streets of gold tonight. Somebody else has got to step up and have the fire in him that comes from the same God. I'm not Haskell Jenkins. I'm not Robert Graham. I'm not Lane Sargent. I'm not W.D. Watkins. But I am a young man, still, a young man that answered a call in my life, a normal man who has the anointing of the Spirit only when I'm outside of myself. And I tell you tonight, the same fire that fell at Mount Carmel will fall in this house tonight. The same fire, the same waters will divide, the same healing power, the same dead will rise. That wasn't for yesterday. It's just for a church that was more ready and available than it is now. Oh, help us, Lord. I want to see some things. You see, you come on Sunday night, this is where we just let it all hang out. I got to be sometimes a little prim and proper on Sunday morning. We just might have President Obama walking in. I never know. I'm just kidding. But the presence and the power of Almighty God in our midst reminds me of Moses when he stood. And he said, Lord, I know my mission. I know my purpose. But if you don't go with me, if your presence doesn't go with me, then, Lord, don't send me up from this place. Not everyone will love our message. Not everyone will agree, and that's all right. I've learned a long time ago, you serve him, you serve him and love him, and you get there any old way you, you know how to. But I'm going to get there the way that I was raised. I was raised to see the power of the Lord and the Holy Spirit in the church. I was raised all my life to see power. I was raised to see people drunk in the spirit. I was, I was raised up to see people who will dance under the power. I've seen things in my lifetime that I can't deny were supernatural. And I am tired of talking about yesterday. I want to see the power of the church alive and well in this hour. I want to see it happen. I'm determined that we'll be on fire ourselves. He called on Elisha and he took his mantle off and he come over to him. And this goes to show you, Elijah already knew everything he needed to know about this young man. And he placed that mantle on Elisha. That was a symbol of the presence of God and the calling of God on his life. And he looked at him and I don't even know how the conversation went. I'd love to see the movie when I get to heaven. Surely the DVD library will be open and God will take me back and let me watch what really took place. I don't want to watch Hollywood's version. I want to watch God's version. Somebody laughed at me not too long ago. They said, you don't really think God has an archive. I certainly do. If I can go to Time Warner Cable and watch an old movie from 1942, surely I can go into the archives of heaven and I can pull out the DVD of the Red Sea parting right down the middle for the children of God and I can push play. I can't wait. Double portion. The mantle of his jacket. Elisha recognized the calling and the invitation from God, and Elisha accepted it. 
Immediately, Elisha left the yoke of oxen, and he ran after Elijah. But he asked him a question. He said, can I just go back and say goodbye to my mother and father, and then turn around, and I'll, I'll come. I'll follow you. And, you know, we've heard different places where, you know, the word says, you know, don't go back. If you go back, I have no part with you. But this was something that Elijah understood. A young man plowing in the field. He was a normal, normal young man. Just a normal guy plowing in the field. God will always find you right where you are. Be faithful in what you're doing. If you work at the hospital, if you work down at the plant, if you work across town at the store, wherever you are, be faithful to what God has called you to do, where you have means to work and to provide for your family. Do that and watch God call you out from where you are. God is not going to wait for you at the church house for you to get here to call you. God's going to call you while you're busy Serving, working, being normal. Elijah said to him, said, go back again for what have I done to thee? In other words, he was saying, I realize this is big. I realize I'm asking you to leave everything. And I just found you in the middle of this field. So, all right, God's merciful, God's kind. God, he says, go on back and tell your parents and, and while you're there, you better think about it, boy. You better think about what this is because it's serious stuff. And if you have it in you, if it's all right, you come on back. God lets you evaluate. He lets you say yes. He lets you say no. Because you're normal. Because you're normal. Who's stopping you? Do what you want to do. So Elijah, Elisha went back and said goodbye to his parents and off he went and found Elijah and ministered to him. And now we begin to see what was this particular road of power that Elisha had that caused him to be able to be the recipient of this power of God. The kind of power that can touch Sister Roberson when she comes down to the altar. The kind of power that calls up to heaven when she says, Pastor, I'm praying for my back tonight. And I looked at her square in the eye. And between her and I and our faith, I knew right then and there better to think it was my hand or my word that was going to do it. I looked at her square in the eye. And in my mind's eye, I said, in the name of Jesus, the power of God in the church. This is what brings the miracles in our lives. And you know what? God don't just pour out his spirit on just anybody walking around. How many of you still believe that there's a price to be paid for power in the church? There's price to be paid. You don't just get it freely handed to you. You don't get it just because God's trying to, to juggle and, and do magic tricks so that you'll serve him. How, how many of you know tonight, God don't need you, you need him. Sometimes we act like we're doing God a favor. We drop a $5 bill, if that much, in the offering plate. We come and we pay our dues and we pay our obligations and we shake our hands and we think because of all that, God owes us something. God don't owe you nothing. You don't belong to any special society. You are part of the redeemed, the remnant of a filthy rags kind of righteousness that the mercy and the righteousness of Christ has come down and given you a brand new heart in life. You are 
unworthy, sir. You are unworthy, ma'am. You and I together stand flat-footed. You ain't no better. Well, I've been in the way 50 years. That might be the problem. You've been in the way maybe some of that time. But we've got to understand that there is an absolute level ground at the cross, and you can't earn your way, work your way, study your way, pay your way. You can't do that. It all resides on the very internal clock of your heart in intimacy with him and he takes the normal he takes the normal everyday characters John he don't take a highfalutin man with a whole lot of education and a whole lot of money and a big backup in his life he doesn't take he takes a young man like you and calls you and touches your life and turns you into a giant that's what he does and I want to see, Jeff, I want to see a giant in every man in this church. I want to see a giant in Doug Beeler. I want to see a giant in my nephew. I want to see a giant among these young men right here. Oh, well, you, you don't know where I'm at. I don't have to know where you are. I know where God is. And I call it done over your life. I call the power of the Lord and the work of the Lord done in your life before the devil has his way with you. Before he has his plan and his scheme and his device over your life as a success. I am waiting for you just like Elijah did to turn and say to the calling on your life. Yes, Lord, I come running back to serve and to minister to you and to your work over me. Elijah said, go on home if you must. Go on. Go on about your way. Go on back to your life. Go on and back and see your mom and daddy. Go back and do the thing you want to do. But understand, there's a calling on your life. There's ministry inside your loins. There's something inside you, and it's there for every one of you. And listen to me, kids. The calling of God is sure. The calling of God is there. The devil wants to destroy you, wants to tear you down, wants to lie to you. He, you think you, because you lie to your mom and dad, you think that because you are the one that's smarter than everybody else, that you don't have any idea what's really going on. Let me tell you something. The power of the enemy poised against you, he will win if you don't run to the safety found at the cross of Calvary. If you don't run, and I mean you better run, you better be afraid because without the power of God, you cannot fight that enemy out there. But oh, let me tell you something. There was a victory at the cross. There was a victory when they come walking out of the tomb that if you will trust that, look to that, mama and daddy weren't crazy. Grandma and grandpa weren't nuts. It's the truth that'll set you free tonight and cause you to walk in victory in this world. You believe that tonight? Say amen. Elisha was persistent. He was die hard. That's my word. He was die hard. He was hungry. And he knew. He knew what Jesus later told all of us. Deny yourself. He knew those three things. Persistence. Die hard. For eight years, Elisha followed in the footsteps of Elisha. He served him as somewhat, we would call it today, an armor bearer. He was there to serve him and minister to every need. 
that he had. He took care of him like an assistant. He just went around making sure. He saw the miracles. He saw the things that took place. He followed after him. He wouldn't let him out of his sight. And so many different times, you know, it was obvious that there was something special. He knew who he was when he came over the hill. He knew that was that old man. That was that old man that, that would later look a lot like John the Baptist, if you really want to know, because they kind of dressed alike, acted alike, talked alike. You know, we understand Elijah was kind of a rough character. Character. It's interesting how you come back cycle after cycle after cycle in the word. God has always given us young men and young ladies that look a whole lot like a generation before. God's looking for an Elisha tonight. He's looking for an Elijah now in our midst. He's looking for people that will serve him like those of the old days. I still believe the Bible is being written tonight. Oh, it may not be in the words here that we'll have in our churches, but let me tell you, like written epistles, every one of us are being now being described and written in the Lamb's book of life. And I believe the power of the Lord is looking for us. I want to be uncommon. I want to be uh, someone who has the supernatural power of God over my life. I want to be somebody that makes a difference. If the Bible, an old song said, if the Bible were being written today, I pray I'd be on one of those pages. I want to be that person. I want to be somebody that understands and knows the power of God in this last hour. He's coming. Do you believe it? He's coming. Say amen. He's coming. The Lord is on his way. And after all that he'd seen, after everything that he'd been through as he watched closely over Elijah's life, his secret desire was, Lord, I want double. I want double. Oh, we've got so many people trying to run away from the power. Elisha was running to it. We got people that are afraid of the moving of God, the spirit of God. But we had Elisha running to it. Give us hunger, God, once again. Not for the crazy, not for the weird. I know I get a little loud, but I promise you, it's because I've got this passion inside of me. That wouldn't give you two cents for somebody who don't have passion. I feel like there's a fire in the Spirit of God for those who literally have touched this that we're talking about. And man, you, you may be a quiet person, and if you are, that's all right. What matters most, I don't ever see Elisha running after a chariot or running to get away from the rain. I don't see him, you know, running around screaming and making fun of the prophets of Baal. He was kind of a quieter guy. Turned a little different. It takes all kinds of us to do the work of God. The thing is, we all have this hunger, though, this passion inside of us to get a hold of what God wants to do in our lives. I challenge you to be an Elisha to be an Elijah. I challenge you tonight to find who you are in God because this is the last hour and in the minutes that are ringing past us and in the time that's here, we've got to be about the Father's business. Oh, Mom and Dad, don't worry. Don't worry about your kid. Don't worry about them tonight. You know what I say to you, Elaine? I say to you right now, just begin to call His name in fire. Begin to call the power of the Lord over His life. Call over that husband right now. Call power and the Lord's glory over him. Arrest His 
Spirit, wherever he's walking tonight, touch people with the power of God and the fire of God and begin to watch things move. They'll get uncomfortable. I've seen sinners under conviction. I've seen them under the power of God not be able to stand. They'd squirm. As a matter of fact, I've watched one or two of them squirm their way right out of the pew and out the door tonight. I watched them as it started to get a little hot in here and they couldn't handle it. Oh, I'm here to say, bring it on, Lord. Let that be the fire that separates us from those that can stand in our midst and not be changed. I want to be changed and I want you changed. I want it to get uncomfortable in here. I want it to get, un- uh, I want you to get to where you can't just sit here. I want it to get to where they either run to the altar or they run out the back door because that's the kind of power that's going to change their life. That's the kind of power that changed me. I didn't know what to do. The night the Lord moved on me, I didn't know where to go. I I thought I'd run out the side door and get out to the parking lot or I had to go to the altar one. I didn't know which one to do. I cried out to the Lord in that moment. I stood up. I was trembling. I was shaking under the power. W.P. Atkinson was preaching at the camp meeting and I stood up and I remembered I was trembling. And I looked down at the altar and I looked at the exit. Somebody says, oh, you mean it wasn't like you just floated down to the altar in this wonderful... No, I was normal. I was just normal. I stood there for about a half second. And I remember when I took the first step. Down those steps I went, down to the front. And by the time I got down to the front... I was already bawling my eyes out. And from that moment to this, God has put something inside of me to where I cannot be like everybody else. I can't look at it the same. I I don't preach like everybody. I don't look like everybody. I don't act like all those out there. But I do act like somebody who found something. I found a treasure. I found something that turned me upside down. And I have laid awake many, many nights looking up into the ceiling saying, Thank you, Lord, for touching me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a brand new heart and a brand new life. Thank you that my mama and my daddy may not have had every advantage. But, oh, I had a connection with your Holy Ghost that night. It doesn't matter where you've come from. doesn't matter what your label is. doesn't matter where you've been or what you've been into. What matters is God able to reach down and the Bible says his hand is not shortened that it cannot save he's got salvation for you he's got your name written in that it's ready to be written in the Lamb's book of life he's got you as a child of God oh your children your daughter your son I'm telling you the Lord is here tonight and I believe something's going to change in the atmosphere at your house something's going to change there's going to be a hunger. And you know where it'll begin? It'll begin right here with you. It'll begin, I want right now, every man, five, woman, boy, and girl who's praying for a lost one, loved one, someone who has lost their way, I want you to stand right now all over the building. All over the building. Quickly, quickly. Don't think about it. Who are you standing for? I'm standing for one of my lost. I'm standing for someone who's lost their way right now. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'd ask everybody to stand with me, if you would, all over the building. 
the word was to Elijah from Elisha. He said, all right, you want a double portion? You want a double portion? If you'll just stick it out. If you'll just stay with me. If you'll just walk right by my side and don't, don't get distracted. Don't go to the left and right. Don't lean on the flesh. Don't look to the world. If you'll just stay right here with me. When that chariot comes for me, when he comes for me, if you're watching, if you're there when it takes place, he said, God will grant you, he'll give you that double portion. Let it be so. And Elisha didn't leave his side. Can I just tell you something? You started out right. You started out in passion. You started out with a Holy Ghost fire inside of you. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. You did run well. You had a baton in your hand and you were running the race. You got distracted. You got off track. You got buried. You've been trying to find your way back ever since. Oh, I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. I feel the Holy Spirit all the way to my feet. The Lord is coming. Prophecies unfolding before your eyes. You're even seeing it on the news yourself. You're hearing it. You already know. The Lord, the Lord wants to give you that relationship back tonight, but not just, not just back to normal. God wants to give you a double portion. Because what the enemy thought he did when he tried to trip you up was he made a mistake. When the devil, listen to me, when the devil thought he had you, thought you were sealed and delivered piece of property for him and his kingdom and his work, he made a mistake. I'm speaking to someone. The enemy made a mistake. He miscalculated who you are. You did run well. What doth hinder you? Lay aside that weight and the sin that does so easily beset you. And get back up and finish this race. Get back up and finish this race. And there will be more in this latter rain don't you hear it Elisha says oh in the words of my mentoring father I hear the sound of an abundance of rain he is here he is here right now 
the Holy Spirit of God is here right now. And He's calling, He's calling. Say yes to Him. Say yes to Him. He's here. Everyone under the sound of my voice tonight. The Holy Spirit is, is wooing you and calling you. If you've got, if you're that one that whoever the Lord is speaking to, you're here in the building, but the Lord shows me that there is hunger all over this building. That the Lord has spoken to you by his Holy Spirit and you are challenged into a new and more intimate place with him. You dare to ask for a double portion. A double portion. And you know it is said and reported through Scripture that Elisha absolutely did double. Everything that Elijah ever did. Brian, he did double. God is a God of his promise. We preached that this morning. He's a God of his promise. And I believe he's saying to you tonight, to me tonight, I'm going to receive this word myself, Jerry. If you'll stay faithful, if you won't get distracted, if you won't turn to the left or to the right, you won't lean on the things of this world, you won't look to this life, you won't run when it gets tough, if you will stay the course, God's going to anoint you with a double portion. There are those of you in this house tonight who are hungry for this. You feel this down in your spirit, and you are the ones the Holy Spirit is talking to. He's going to grant that in your life. He says, if you will stay the course, if you will watch and be present until he comes You'll have it. You'll have it. You'll have it now. I want you to get out of your seat and meet me down here in the altar. Every one of you that's hungry tonight. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. Find you a place to pray. That's right. That's exactly it. Find you some place to get off with the Lord and let him speak to your heart. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Of Jesus.
myself away give myself away so you can use me I give myself away give myself so you can use me here I am here I stand Lord my life is in your hands all I want you to Do, do, do. 
Let your glory Just stand with me tonight. Those who are still praying, continue to pray. Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this place. Mighty Consuming fire fall, let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Let your glory fill this place, let your glory fill this place, let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Come and fill your holy temple, consuming fire fall. Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Send down your glory, Lord. Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this place. Mighty God, come and fill your holy temple, consuming fire fall. Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. We need your glory. Let your glory fill this place. Would you lift your hands one more time tonight? Hallelujah. We honor your presence your in this house tonight, God. Mighty God, come and fill your holy temple, consuming fire fall. Let your glory fill this place, mighty God. Send down your glory. Let your glory fill. Mighty God. Father, we come before you tonight and we thank you for the moving of your spirit and the desire and the hunger that you place in our hearts. As we leave this place, we don't leave the same way we came in. We leave here, Lord, hungry, thirsty, more than we've ever been. God, and not just for the normal, we desire double portion. I pray double rain on everybody in the house. 
I pray, God, a double blessing, a double promotion. I pray a double healing. I pray, God, that you'll work in this house so that testimonies will roll in all week. We believe it tonight, not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. We thank you tonight, and we pray it all. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. If there is any virtue, if there's any good report, Lord, it is all about you. And in your name we pray and seal it all. And everybody said amen. Amen. While these continue to pray, be dismissed. Not the church is over, right? The church is what? Leaving the building. Amen. God bless you.